0: guys welcome back to the OG of the HRC way news they ain't telling you okay we have a lot of quick news going on so let's just get right into it so first and foremost uh, Senator Schumer has announced that the COVID package should be voted on next week so they are currently debating it as we speak um, Republicans of course are saying it's too big of a package their words exactly as Biden is Biden's package is too big I'm not going to go there with that, but kind of funny. Um, so if if he's announcing that he is voting next week, it means that he has the votes. There's a little bit of a kink in that Bernie Sanders, of course, has come out and said he is going to try to get a vote with the $15 minimum wage in there, which will fail. And uh, so once more, Bernie's doing his thing and uh, he wants to add an amendment because he's the amendment king. So we shall see. I think it'll pass by next week. If it passes by next week, people will start getting their checks very quickly, mid-March. Interesting story with Senator Romney. He is pretty black and blue right now. Um, He is saying he fell while visiting his grandkids in Boston. His eye is all bruised and his lips are all bruised there's rumors that it may have been someone mugged him or someone and he doesn't want to admit it. So I don't know. I'm going to go with the stories, the facts as Senator Romney is presenting them. All I can say is if Senator Romney got sort of attacked, as much as I'm not a fan of his, because of his sort of back and forth belief system, how low have we gotten in this country that this is the new normal? But his stories, he fell while visiting his grandkids. But At least he gave us a story unlike Mitch McConnell when his, like, hands were black and blue. Let's see. Um, March, officially, we are here. It is the start of Women's History Month. I'm going to get into that in great detail a little bit later. Um, One of my favorite months of the year for obvious reasons. Um, So there are a lot of accusations flowing around right now in the political world. Um, First, we have... Thirteen women have accused uh, Congressman Madison Caldworth of North Carolina of sexual harassment and misconduct when they were in college at the small um, Christian college. And also, on top of that, uh, there are witnesses who are confirming these women's stories, men and women, And he also has an issue about his biography. Um, He obviously is in the wheelchair. He's most known for being the congressman that went to Hitler's bunker or house or whatever. I don't really care about Hitler, so I don't know where he went. But he went in some place that, like, Hitler lived. And while he was there, he was saying that it was the most magical thing he's ever experienced or something along those lines. And that's what kind of got him in the forefront. And also, he's in a wheelchair. So he got into the wheelchair because he got into this horrific car accident with his friend and he has said that he had to turn down the Naval Academy because of this accident and he's paralyzed. Well that has come out that is not true. He was never accepted into the Naval Academy. He was actually rejected and also some people are saying that his car crash isn't as black and white as people are saying. So there's a lot of holes in this story. So Madison Cothworth I think I'm saying his last name wrong, but I don't really care because I don't really care about him. But keep pay attention to that guy because I feel like he is trouble. He's an up-and-coming in this new Trump-era Republican Party. So keep an eye on him. Um, today, officially, the Supreme Court is hearing a case about the Voting Rights Act. <clears throat> so whether or not they're going to gut it again is basically what's happening. Um, a little tidbit has come out where Amy Comey, Amy Coney Barrett had asked What is the point to the Republican lawyer? What is the point of gutting the voting acts once again to make it harder for minorities? Um, And the Republican lawyer said because Democrats are beating us and we need to be all as fair in love and war in politics. I'm not kidding you. That's literally what he responded. So, we shall see what happens. I mean, I don't know. This is a a peculiar court and certain justices aren't voting in the way that I thought that they were going to vote. So all bets are off. But I pray. And if the Voting Rights Act gets gutted once more, which is an immensely important act in this country, Congress is going to have to respond by passing the John Lewis Voting Rights Act and call it a day and kind of counter what happens in the court. And there we go. That should be A big ticket item for Democrats. Um, The former president of France has been sentenced to one year in prison over corruption. They are allowing him though to um, do his sentence at home. So but he is like the third European leader who's faced prison. Um, YouTube has once again suspended Rudy Giuliani over because of all the false election claims he's making. So I guess the guy never learns. President Biden will allow families that were separated under Trump to remain in the United States and find a easier pathway to citizenship. So I'm sure that'll be controversial. Um, Now, when I originally wrote this news, there was a third woman who had come out against Governor Cuomo with a photo at a wedding where he grabbed her face and he said, "Um, can I kiss you? And you see the photo, the woman is like distraught. Well, now there's a fourth woman who apparently when he was getting his vaccine for COVID, uh, he said to her, you know, you really make that gown look good. Yeah, not okay. So the story continues. I'm going to get into depth more of that along with Madison a little bit later. Um, Dr. Seuss has officially been canceled. Six books of his have been pulled and will not be republished in the near future. Vernon Jordan, a civil rights activist and close, close, close advisor to President Clinton, sadly passed away this uh, this morning at 85 years old. He is a legend, and if you don't know who he is, you should Google him right away. He is a must-know, and he was extremely important in helping President Clinton sort of find his way with a whole multitude of things. Um, the head of the FBI, Chris Ware, He denies claims of Antifa being involved whatsoever on January 6th. I'm so glad the FBI is telling us what we've all known for a while. Um, And last but not least, this is just too funny. Usually you guys know I don't like to cover Donald Trump, especially now that he's out of the White House. But this is just too like, wow, okay. So we all know that he had COVID. We all know that Melania had COVID. We all know that their son Barron apparently had COVID. And we all know that now more has come out that he really was touch and go for a while for obvious reasons. But um, apparently he and Melania got the COVID vaccine in January and didn't tell anyone. And I think the reason they didn't tell anyone is because they wanted to continue with that fear-based craziness, chaos, you know, all of that jazz. But I just say to all of his supporters, because there are a lot of his supporters who don't believe in this vaccine your boy got the vaccine, but also I say, why did he get the vaccine if he, he's already beat COVID? Like I thought the whole thing with COVID is that you're basically immune, maybe from a different strand, but we didn't know there was going to be another strand. So there's a lot of questions, Uh, but the biggest of them all is that they kept it top secret. And I think that's pretty, if I was a Trump supporter, which, but <laughs> if I was a Trump supporter, I would be pretty upset and I would be questioning, but they probably won't because he thinks that they think he's God. So There's that. Let's get into a little deeper in some of these stories, shall we? Okay, so this um, story I'm calling predators (laughs) in politics because that's what, to me, these two guys are. Um, It's one thing when, sadly, we live in a society where if one woman comes forward, it's not enough because it's he he said versus she said. A great example of that was Kavanaugh and Dr. Ford. Um, She was so extremely brave and she won under oath and it still wasn't enough. And um, because there was no pattern there with Kavanaugh, they tossed it aside. So when the story broke with Governor Cuomo with the first woman, Lindsay, I read Lindsay's essay and I was truly blown away. And I thought, I think there might be something here, but it's a he said, she said, and and we'll see. And, you know, there's just so much drama going around Cuomo because of the nursing homes. And then when the second woman came out and then the third, and now officially there is a fourth woman. Um, We're seeing a pattern. We're seeing Democrats start to turn on him. Um, Hillary Clinton this this morning, she came out and she said, we need to investigate. We need to, you know, these are serious accusations. And the Clintons are very, very close with the Comos. That goes back to Mario Como. Mario and Bill Clinton were very close. So this is big. This is a big story. And I think that there's nothing sadly surprising in what these women are saying about Como. He is a bully. He's always been a bully. He's a New York bully. And what I think the thing that bothers me the most is that we're a society that if you like someone and believe in someone, then you defend them even against bad behavior. But if you don't like someone, then you go all gung-ho. I did a TikTok video about consistency and how we have to be consistent in how we handle these cases with these predators because if we don't, one, it hurts us greatly. Um, In terms of political reasons, but two, don't we want to be the party that's consistent with how we actually handle women and men, if there are some, who are harassed or abused or any of that? Um, So I heard the big thing with everyone saying to Como, don't resign because of Al Franken, because of Al Franken. Of course, Senator Franken, a picture came out when he was a comedian, he wasn't a senator, it was from years before. Where he was making a gesture with a woman who was asleep and they said he had to go and people piled on to senator gildebrand of new york because she really was like he's got to go he's got to go this is unacceptable to have this in our party but i need everyone to know that wasn't the only story there was rumored to be at least a handful of other women who were willing to come forward to talk about bad behavior from al franken and that was the story. So they basically told him, you need to resign now before the rest of this gets out. So not everything is what you, you think it is. But um, it's not always black and white. So officially the investigation has begun um, for Como. When I wrote this, like I said earlier, there was a third woman who had come out and she has photo proof. And if you Google the Como uh, wedding, that's, you see him literally grabbing this girl who he just meets And says, can I kiss you? And even if he's being funny, this is the governor of New York. This is not, she's a New Yorker. So this is very overwhelming and you see it in her face. And that's what harassment is. It's not like, oh, well, he didn't do anything to her. Harassment is just as bad as doing something. And that you're making a woman feel uncomfortable, especially when you are a man of power. And that's what the problem is here. He's acknowledging that he has said inappropriate things, which I love the fact that he's like, oh yeah, those things, I was just kidding. When it's like, well, you're acknowledging that you knew it was wrong, but now you're trying to backtrack and say, I was just kidding. Well, it's not funny because you're the governor of New York. You're the most powerful person in New York State. You can't joke around like that with your staff, with with any woman. You can't do that. Do it with your family. Do it with your friends. But don't do it to women out like it's bad. It's really bad. So now the fourth woman has come out. Like I said earlier, it was a woman who apparently was giving him his vaccine or he was at the vaccine site and he said to her, wow, you really make that gown look good. Again, he just met this woman. So this is about entitlement. This man feels entitled that he can treat women this way. And I've said this before about Donald Trump, that Donald Trump says these horrific things about women, but he owns it. It doesn't make it okay, but he's like, yeah, so what? I said that my daughter was hot. Yeah, so what? I said that this woman was this or that woman was that. So what? I said those things. And he just owns it. Where Como has spent four years talking about what a horrible, beastly man Trump is, and now these accusations are coming at him where he's saying things to women that are not that far off. It doesn't matter that Trump has 22, I believe, women and Cuomo only has four. These are all victims one and the same. So we need to treat it as such. We can't go, oh, well, you're going to investigate Cuomo. You better investigate. No, we need to focus on what's going on one by one. Now, I will say this. I do think it's really interesting that Como is crumbling. At the, I say he's probably by next week. He's probably gone. New York State will have a fir- officially the first woman governor. I wish it was under dif- different circumstances. The lieutenant governor, of course, takes over. But there's another story happening on the right side that not even CNN, not even MSNBC, none of them are really covering. And that story is what I said to you guys a little bit earlier about Madison Cothwell, Cawthorn of North Carolina, he's had 13 women accuse him with witnesses confirming. BuzzFeed did an entire exposé on this entire case and it went nowhere. Now, he originally denied all the accusations when he because a lot of the women came out when he was running for office and he denied everything and basically blamed it on the women. Now he's changing his narrative, which is not a good sign in politics 101. <laughs> He's changing his narrative to, if I hurt any woman, I apologize. That was not my intent. Well, the rumor is what he would do is after he got into the car accident, obviously he is paralyzed. He's in the wheelchair. And he used that to his advantage to harass women and abuse women and make women feel extremely uncomfortable. And he went to a small Christian college. So these girls, a lot of them are very, what we could say, sheltered. And so seeing a nice looking guy, and he is, he's a very nice looking guy who has this horrible story of I got paralyzed because of this, that, and the other, I was in this car crash. He would pull up his truck and like tell women the story and get them in his truck and then try to take advantage of them. And it's not just one or two women, it's 13 women confirmed and how many more there are, we don't know. And this guy now has a history of telling fibs. Like I said earlier, he has switched the story about the Naval Academy saying that he was accepted when he really wasn't. He has now apparently changed the story about about the car accident in general. So he is a rising star in the Republican Party, as was Como was a rising star in the Democratic Party. But party lines shouldn't matter. Wrong is wrong. And if we're really going to handle sexual abuse, sexual harassment in the correct manner to try to lessen it as much as we can, then we have to handle this properly. Again, just because you like someone and you and you defend them doesn't make them not wrong. You know, I, I mean, I have a... My whole thing is... I was a kid when Bill Clinton, that whole affair happened with Monica Lewinsky. But there's a big difference. I want to make this clear. What happened with Monica Lewinsky and what is happening with Como and Cothworth with these women, and that is consent. Uh, Monica Lewinsky was young. Yes, 100%. He was the most powerful person in the world. And it shouldn't have happened because she worked for him. And I totally get people's, you know, way with that. And I totally agree as much as I am not a fan of Monica Lewinsky. I agree that the press was insane with her and made her life a living hell for many years um however they had a consensual affair and even though it was a consensual affair I remember thinking as a kid like that's wrong and and I loved Bill Clinton and I loved Hillary Clinton and Hillary Clinton has nothing to do with that situation but I'm just saying I love the Clintons and they brought me a great childhood and I still was able to say, and I'm able to say to this day, it was wrong. It was wrong what he put Hillary through. It's wrong what he put the nation through. It's wrong that he lied. It's wrong. I'm able to do that. And I think that that's what we have to use this as an example, everyone, with Como, especially because everyone loved Como, not me, but everyone loved Como. And I get it. He's a charismatic guy. But what, there's a lot, there's four women now, and statistically, historically, has shown his history has shown us there is probably going to be more because they they grow in packs when they feel safe just like with Harvey Weinstein and Kevin Spacey and all of these predators they feel safe in packs and I say I'm really sorry if you loved him or thought he would but but being a predator outweighs all the other stuff because it's unacceptable anytime a woman feels uncomfortable in a situation it is unacceptable The same way that it's unacceptable that this young kid is rising in the Republican Party and no one is calling him out for it. And there's confirmed women with confirmed witnesses saying, yo, this guy's a predator. So we just have to be consistent as a whole in this country because that's the only way we're going to deal with predators like this. Women's History Month um, is going on right now, just so everyone knows. It's March, Um, right after Black History Month is Women's History Month. It officially began and became law across the land, and not law, but an act. Um, In 1987, Congress started murmuring about it in 1980 but the actual movement to make a woman's history month began in 1978. So right in the prime of the women's movement Gloria Steinem you know Roe v Wade kind of time where women were starting to really come into their own. So it's obviously it's a month that honors women who have made a difference in America's history. There are so many and sadly there's w- many women who we don't know their names because it wasn't documented in history because they were women and you know as women we've come so far in this country we when this country was founded we weren't even included in the conversation um the woman the word woman um is not included anywhere in the constitution so I I think to myself we've come a long way and it's great that we have this 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 woman's history month and I think it's important especially when you're in school and you can learn about all these great women and But the problem that I seem to be having right now is that, to me, women's history is about honoring women who've paved the way for the next generation, or are currently paving the way for the next generation, um, and that all women's voices matter. You know, as women, we don't make the same as men still. We don't have the Equal Rights Amendment, which basically would guarantee what's not guaranteed in the Constitution, because again, woman is not mentioned in the Constitution, you know, we didn't we've only had the right to vote for 101 years at this point, which is nothing. <laughs> um, black women have only had to have the right to vote for like, I think, 60 years, 50 years, something like that, which is pathetic. So we, ha- we still we still have a lot of work to do. We still haven't had a woman president. Um, we've have a woman vice president. That's amazing. We have a woman speaker of the House. Those are your two most powerful women in our country. But what I am seeing is that in this Women's History Month that there are certain women who sort of get tossed aside. And I just think that that's not what this is about. I don't care if you like someone or don't like someone. Women's History is about honoring those who I said, like I said, pave the way. And, you know, I'm going to get into something a little bit later. But I can just say that empowered women empower women. And I think that's really important because as women we're taught in society to take each other down because there's only one spot open for us and we're all fighting for that spot, which I don't think that's true. I think society wants that to be true because if we really as women empowered ourselves and empowered other women, we outnumber men and that's scary for them. That's extremely scary for them. We make up 51% of this country. And they make up 50. So they don't wanna lose that power that they have. And the best way to not lose that power is to have us turn against each other. How many times have you heard women say, Oh, I can't have women friends because they're just like, they're too much? Where did that come from? Where did that stem from? Why does it always have to be a competition? Why does it always have to be like, if your husband cheats on you? Why is it always the woman, the wife, goes after the mistress instead of going after the husband? It takes two to tango. She stays with the husband and she thinks that the woman is a slut or a woman is a hoe or the woman is a home wrecker. Well, wait, your husband won out as well. But we don't do that. You saw it in the 2016 election. You would hear from women a plethora of reasons of why they didn't like Hillary Clinton. Oh, she's this. Oh, she's that. When really it's society telling us that this powerful, strong woman who was able to come out from un- for, from her husband's shadow, who was larger than life, by the way. Bill Clinton is like the most charismatic person I've ever seen in my life. And she was able to come out from under that and build an entire career on her own. And women are taught, no, we can't like that. No, we can't empower that. Not every woman is that way. I know that. But so many times this happens. So every year when women's history comes, I always think to myself, this is great and this is grand, but what are we going to do to not only honor these women, but make sure that we honor them by continuing to grow? Could you imagine if the women suffragettes were like, oh, I can't with other women. They're too much. We wouldn't have the right to vote. It was solely ran, operated, everything by women who convinced men on why they should vote to allow us to vote. You know, so it, to me, it's just sort of we have to get to this basic fact that women are not our enemies and that we need each other. We need each other to help this country heal. We are healers. Women, uh, just naturally, we are the healers. So yes, it's great that we have a woman vice president. But you know what? I want more. And so four years down the road, I want to be able to say, yes, we have a woman vice president. We have a woman president. We have a woman that I want to say those things. So everyone should enjoy Women's History Month and take the time to like go further into research, onto figuring, finding out about all these amazing women who helped shape our country from the beginning till now of all colors, of all races, of all, because there's so many out there and they deserve to be heard. But I really say like, let's honor those who fought before us, whose shoulders we stand on by saying enough of the petty BS. That's the very least that we can do okay so women's history which I just got done talking about I thought for the whole month of March I would profile one woman every episode which we're on three times a week just so everyone knows and um this time I'm gonna start out with very obvious Hillary Clinton um she is my OG she's just everything to me and I feel blessed in so many ways to have lived in the same time and witnessed and and been around and just all of that in my life. So the reason why I think Hillary Clinton is just so massively important is because to me, beyond being the politics aspect of all of it and the nominations and all the historic moments of 65 million people voting for her and, you know, all of that greatness, I just think that She, to me, is truly one of the leaders of the women's movement of the modern era, and sadly, she gets pushed aside and tossed aside by her own party, by the left, the right, the center, it doesn't matter. And um, I'm going to get into that in the next segment, but I just want to say that she is someone who has always just been in the fight and in the battle from college all the way to now. Um, there's so many accomplishments, but some of the ones that I think that people don't know about her is that when she was first lady of Arkansas, um, she wanted a project because she's this brilliant lawyer and she wanted something to do besides decorating the house, which is totally fine. But she wanted something more, and so she realized that Arkansas was ranked 49th out of 50 states in education, and she thought that was unacceptable. So she searched high and large different programs, different things around the world, and she found this program in Israel that was massive and was working, and these kids were excelling, and and so she thought, okay, I want to implement that into Arkansas, and within like a year and a half's time, she did, and she has transformed the education system, and the program still stands in, in Arkansas, but she never gets attention for that, and she never gets credit for that, And, you know, when she was very first started out, her first job was working for the Children's Defense Fund, and she went undercover to expose schools that weren't allowing black kids to enroll in their school. And she was exposing schools that didn't have facilities or offer for kids with disabilities. Um, You know, in the 90s, when she was fighting for universal health care, And it didn't pass because of political reasons, not because of anything she had done. She showed up to Congress with no notes and sat there for five and a half hours with no notes and answered every single question. And every single senator left there and said, the first lady did an amazing job. It was impressive, but we're still not going to vote for her. Vote for the bill. Because who does she think she is? And I always think like, if that would have passed universal health care in the 90s, just think where we would be today. And it's hard to think about sometimes. But she turned around. She didn't have a pity party. She said, no, I'm going to get kids insured, which is what she did with the CHIP program, which I've talked about on the show before because I personally had it as a kid, which insured low-income kids to make sure that they were insured. I didn't, I didn't have insurance, I think, until I was like 10 years old. Um, so one time I busted my lip uh, when I was younger, like seven, and we didn't have insurance, and it took my parents forever to pay that off. Um, so she, she's done all of that, which most people don't talk about. She is the woman behind the 9-11 first responders bill. You know, I know that John Stewart gets a lot of attention, um, because he goes around and he knocks on senators doors to this day to make sure it doesn't, it doesn't die in the Senate, which is great, but it's her bill. She went a day after 9-11 and said, we have to do something with all these first responders who ran into the building because, They're going to have to deal with cancers and illnesses that their insurance won't cover. So we have to make sure they're covered. And she did. And she got it passed. She also, Giuliani, who was the mayor at the time, asked her to please go and speak to W. Bush, who was obviously president at the time, because New York City was going to need millions to revise itself. And she did. And Republicans were telling him, don't give anyone a cent. We'll figure it out. But just don't give them any money. And she convinced him and you know I I look at her as someone who when she makes a mistake she owns it and you know like the Iraq war vote she believed W. Bush because of their relationship from 9-11 she believed him when he said there's weapons of mass destruction she asked for more evidence and said as long as you give me more evidence you have my vote and then later said you know what it was a bad vote but I was the senator of New York and I thought I was doing the right thing to protect the people my people who had been lost but she owned it unlike many other senators who run away from talking about that that's who she is and how they've villainized her and how they've turned people against her I think that history you know is going to be so kind to her and sadly I don't know in her lifetime is she actually is going to see that part of it because everyone is trying to like I said erase her right now from the scene for for multitude of reasons but I think that history and this young generation who grew up, if you were seven or you were eight and she was running for president, I know from personal experience, because I had a seven-year-old niece at the time, who her running was like the biggest deal in the entire world. And to them, it almost didn't matter that she lost. My niece was upset that she lost, but just thought she was this superhero. And I just think to myself, that's what matters. And I know that history is going to say it, like I just said it, that she is the leader of the modern day women's movement. And by the way, if it wasn't for her, we would have never had RBG. Bill Clinton didn't even want to see RBG because she was too old. She was already in her 50s at the point of when the meeting was supposed to happen And she said, no, I think you should really see this woman. Obviously Hillary knew who she was because of what RBG had done for the women's movement in the 70s and the 80s. And on the courts since the federal court since. And he did. And within two minutes he knew she was the one. So Hillary Clinton is literally responsible for giving us RBG. So I think that everyone should maybe do a little bit more research on Hillary Clinton and look past all of the noise and the nonsense that they want people to believe because I'm telling you from a very personal place that that woman walks the walk and talks the talk and that woman deeply cares about what happens and still cares about what happens to people in this country and we let a really, really good one get away. So today I honor Hillary Rodham Clinton. Daily dissent with the OG of the HRC. Okay, so I'm not done talking about Hillary Clinton yet. Shock and awe, everyone, I know. But I guess it's been like a few episodes since I talked about her. So now I'm just going to talk about her in overload. But the reason I'm talking about her is because um, the the start of Women's History Month, the Democrat senators on Twitter released this photo. And if you notice something here, there's a major person not in this photo. Um we've got Dr. Biden, we have Kamala Harris, we have Michelle Obama. We have Amelia Earhart, I think, is there. Um but we don't have Hillary Clinton. And Nancy Pelosi's not there by the way either. Um <laughs> and I just think this isn't the first time that this has happened. Of course there was this photo that some fan made where it has all the beautiful women at the inauguration. You have Lady Gaga, you have JLo, but no Hillary Clinton. A fan actually had to add a separate photo uh, <laughs> to say like, hey. And the artist came out and said, oh my gosh, I didn't mean to forget Hillary. I love her. I love her. I'm just giving her a solo shot. Okay. So yeah. And I mean, the solo shot is great and fabulous, but um, massive air. And then there was this whole Shiro cards that was released. Um, it has all these different feminists and it's amazing, you know. But again, who's missing from that? Hillary Clinton. So I'm used to this happening with the extreme left because they hate her so deeply because of the Bernie Sanders factor. And all he did was run his mouth about her and say, when we, we lost in 2016, he came out and said we didn't have a candidate who had guts. Well, last time I checked, Bernie, she... <laughs> she uh she's a woman, the only woman standing out there and was asking for people's votes as a woman and trying to break glass ceilings. And I think that that's the definition of having guts, but okay. um, all kinds of Hillary Clinton is the worst enemy to women. She bullies victims of a serial predator, and her policies are toxic to the most vulnerable women. Sorry that younger folks don't embrace your women at all costs brand of feminism. Hillary doesn't just have ties to the establishment. Hillary is the establishment. Um, and I can go on and on. Those were all from Bernie supporters during the 2016 campaign. And um, this one's my favorite. The argument that Hillary was never leaving f- is just silly. She never was. She was a one-note Nancy. She began her own political career by serving as First Lady. She used health care to launch her. It was safe to do as the wife. Um, if she wins in November, I feel like she will do whatever she can to squash the progressive movement. That moment dies. So it's a bad thing for this person that she used... Uh, <laughs> her platform as first lady to fight for universal health care, that's a bad thing? Wow, I didn't know that. But I could go on and on with those. But so I'm used to hearing from that. But from the Democratic Party, what's happened since the election was like they wanted to stay as clear away from her as possible, even though she got 65 million at that time, the most any candidate had ever gotten in an election. She had beaten Russia. She had beaten the right wing. She had beaten Um, The extreme left. And then James Comey was the last thing that she couldn't beat. But she had beat all those other things. And yet they still say, get away, get away. You need to go away. Um, Basically, Vanity Fair did an article that said, shut the F up and go away already. Um, So, you know, they were annoyed when she came out with the What Happened book. They were like, oh my God, why can't you just go away? And I just think it's funny because Bernie Sanders lost massively. In the primaries, and not a single person is telling him to go away. Because, oh, yeah, he lost again in 2020 by even larger numbers, and not a single person is telling him to go away. Joe Biden has run multiple times for president and finally got the nomination, and no one ever once said, Oh, Joe, go away. It's just Hillary, and it's because of years and years of she's the villain, she's the one to blame for everything. The last time I checked, she has won every race in terms of popularity she's ever run, including in 2008, by the way. Um, She only lost because the superdelegates turned on her at the last minute. 2016, she obviously won the popular vote. Both of her Senate races, she won the popular vote. So she's won every race. So in terms of being a Democrat, like that's what you want, but I guess not. And no one supported her with James Comey. No one supported her with Russia. No one supported her... The only one who's supported her consistently has been Nancy Pelosi, and that's because Nancy Pelosi, they're trying to erase as much and quickly with their eraser as they can with with Hillary Clinton. So to me, I think that it's one thing to erase her on the day-to-day. I mean, it's pathetic, considering all that she's done for women, for the party, the amount of money she's raised for the party, the amount of candidates. She was monumental in the 2018 election and getting back the House. She fundraised like a crazy person. Even they told her to go away. You know, but I just think like really Women's History March, really Democrats, you're not going to include Hillary Clinton in that picture. She was a senator and it's coming from the Democratic Senate uh, Twitter account. And she was a senator, a successful senator at that. But I just think it's so interesting how, and I keep reading. What I'm reading is this article written by this woman, um, Susan. I can't think of what her name is now, and I feel bad, but it's Susan. Bord- she wrote a book called Shattered, which was about Hil- the whole Hillary Clinton erase, and it's a brilliant, brilliant article. It's on Medium, and um, it just goes into all the detail of what I'm saying of how, over the years, she has been erased, including not being included in the 2017 Women's March. Her name was not included because the progressives are the one who put it together. And I thought, well, why are you marching then? Are you marching because she lost? Are you marching for what then? I don't quite know. But that's the reason I wasn't involved in the 2017 Women's March because I thought, you're not even going to include her. So I'm I'm out. You know, um, I say all the time when you go on Etsy and you see products that are like feminist products, um, not feminine, but feminist, uh, feminist products, you go and you see like t-shirts and things. If they don't have Hillary Clinton as an option, I'm not buying your product. Like, I'm sorry, because she's the queen of all that, the start of all that. The reason that Kamala Harris is VP is because of Hillary Clinton, because Hillary Clinton was brave enough to go out there two times over and run as the only woman. The reason that Elizabeth Warren, Kristen Gildebrand, um, who else went, Amy Kolbuchar, the reason they even ran was because Hillary Clinton paved the way for them. To say it's okay and we can normalize this. So for the entire party to just erase her, that's my limit of like, really? When I saw that photo, I wanted to pull my hair out for great reason. Because they have this big eraser and they're just erasing everything she's ever done. But like I said in my last segment, history will be very, very kind to her. And I know that and I trust that. And I know that this younger generation is growing up in a world where they know who Hillary Clinton is because they saw her run when no one else was and that matters so there you go daily descent with the OG of HRC all right guys until next time make sure you check us out on TikTok Instagram and Twitter and of course you can listen to us on Spotify iTunes and of course watch us on YouTube and make sure you push that little subscribe button until next time in our new office the OG of HRC signing out